This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two is on the way on the Salcedo Show. You know what the... Uh, the backbenchers, the Neil Snippers are all in a, a Twitter about. Uh, <laughs> these folks in the resist movement are tweeting out a, a video of Trump who appears to put his hand on somebody to move to the front of a photo op line at the NATO summit today. <laughs> and that's, a, oh, he's such a narcissist. He's such a narcissist. Oh, oh my gosh. It's just, it's so funny. Anything they can try to do to tarnish what is being widely acclaimed as a hugely successful trip. Uh, let's, let's, do, let's do the flip around now. Uh, we're going to go to CNN first. He said, oh, you know why you guys can't hear anything? It's because the volume's not turned up. Uh, let, me, let me just tell you what CNN is talking about. Jeff Zeleny, he was the one who asked Barack Obama if he was enchanted by his office. He's reporting right now, and it looks like in front of the NATO summit. NATO's did have the back of the U.S., the rising fears of Russian aggression and the fight against extremism here, so much on the mind of NATO leaders. Will this president have their back as well? Jake. <laughs> Jeff Zeleny for us. Thank you so much. And we have breaking news on a big White House priority. An, appeals, an Eastern appeals court just doubled down against the president's travel ban, telling the Trump administration that the ban, quote, drips with religious intolerance, unquote, and violates the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. This new ruling upholds a lower court's decision to indefinitely halt the ban from going into effect. And it Yeah, that's going to go to the high court. Uh, no doubt about it. Bunch of agendized judges who are not reading the order itself, who are listening to Trump's campaign rhetoric, which is they're considering everything but the order in front of them. And that's why they're not legitimate judges. That's why they are betraying their oath. Uh, that's why uh, these individuals don't belong on the courts. But, you know, it'll be it'll go to the high court. Uh, there's also another headline today that the CNN was flashing across the, uh, the screen. The U.K. government. The, the Brits have said they will stop sharing intelligence with the United States because some of these holdovers, some of these deep staters shared intelligence with the New York Times, leaked information, classified information to the New York Times. Now, let me ask you a question. Everything they've been leaking so far was to do damage to Donald Trump. Why do they do this? This, this just sours the relationship between us and our, and our closest ally. I don't know how they can blame this on Trump. Uh, every, every foreign leader understands these are Obama holdovers. So they're, they're damaging the United States. Not damaging Trump, the United States. By releasing this information to the New York Times. And the UK says, well, we're not going to share. And he said, until you guys can get a hold of your leakers, we're not going to share intelligence with you on the Manchester bombing. And I guess the calculus is they're going to blame Trump. These are the same leakers who have been leaking against Trump. One gets the impression that they're, they're trying to complete the job that Obama wasn't able quite to finish before his term was up, harming the U.S., 
Listen, that's that's the feeling you get. Why would you leak this information? It does it, it doesn't do damage to Trump to anybody who's paying attention. It does damage to America and our relationship with the UK. And I, I remember one of the first things that Obama did when he got in is he returned a bust of Winston Churchill back to the UK. That's strained relations, for sure, with at least a certain segment of the United Kingdom's population. Let's go to MSNBS. Vladimir Putin, who obviously had been watching this very closely. Uh, the fact that the president, as we mentioned, the bar was very low, and we know that the other countries there purposely didn't bring up the Russia issue and their concern that much uh, about Ukraine because they did want to sort of appease the president, get to know him, and be very flattering towards him. But for the president to seem uh, more comfortable... And, but how about who he pushed aside? I mean, isn't that one of our newest... Oh, my yes, gosh. members of NATO who the president voted... That's what MSNBS is focusing on. This video, they're doing a whole segment. There's a four-person panel on Mr. Trump pushing. Well, I'm looking at the video right now. I think he, I think he puts his hands on somebody's, I don't know if he could call it a push. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 and they're slow-moing it now. Oh, my gosh. This is, they're doing anything they can to poop on this. This successful trip, they're doing everything they can. Leave it to the... This This is important stuff, folks. Your Fourth Amendment rights were violated by the previous administration, and the folks over at MSNBS, they're on it. They're on it. Let's talk about Donald Trump shoving somebody aside at NATO. Let's talk about that. That's really important. Meanwhile, your rights are violated, and you know where MSNBS's priorities are. Right. Let's go to Fox Business. The bookstore only holds about 3,000 books. Melissa, we asked employees about your book. They told us that we could find it online. We'll send it back to you. What? I'm so glad that they opened an actual bookstore and then they tell you to go look online. By the way, I do have that many stars. Lessons from the Prairie. Go check it out. Now, this is this is quite interesting. And I'm not sure what to make of this. Amazon has just opened up its first brick and mortar store. In New York. I, the trend has been because of Amazon's success. They have been able to successfully close down their brick and mortar store competition. Why would you, why would you see the wisdom in putting up a storefront when you've been so successful at getting rid of all of those constraints of paying rent and insurance and all this kind of stuff and just operating online that i gotta be honest with you folks that 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 makes no sense to me a company founded on convenience and online shopping opening up a storefront when they have they themselves have been so successful at shutting down storefronts all over this country because the storefronts can't compete with a low overhead Now, granted, it's only one storefront in New York City. And maybe that's the maybe that's the way this this model works. The bulk of your the bulk of your business is still online, but you have a brick and mortar in major cities across the country. And well, I still I 
And I wonder if the price point is the same. Oh, look, I'm sorry. I got to go back to CNN. Look at this. Now they've got uh, a Democrat senator on the set to talk about the federal appeals court upholding the Trump travel ban. And I <laughs> absolutely amazing. Oh, yes. Let's get Chris Coons on to talk about this. Good grief. I'm. I don't care what he has to say. Let's go over to Cavuto. Well, we are told on the latest security update we're getting, including Theresa May of Britain now saying that uh, uh, this breach uh, and, and somehow sharing information with the Americans and it leaking out, not good. We assume they're both going to be talking about that. Meanwhile, Rick Leventhal in Manchester with the latest on the hunt for accomplices. Rick. And, Neil, we have some breaking news. Uh, police were searching, uh, were issuing, uh, carrying out search warrants on a number of areas around the city. And they uh, actually are in the town of Wigan tonight uh, at a home that was deemed to be uh, suspicious, a person who may have been connected to the bombing plot. And they have now evacuated the area because uh, the, the bomb disposal unit called in. They found suspicious items in the homes. They believe it may not be safe. So there is now a cordon set up there in the town of Wigan, which is about 40 minutes outside of Manchester. The bomb disposal unit there uh, investigating some suspicious items. Perhaps this is where the bomb was made that was used in Monday night's attack. We don't know that yet, but certainly there have been numerous raids carried out across Manchester and the suburbs. At least eight arrests here alone as they search for anyone who may have any connection to Salman Abedi, the 22-year-old suicide bomber. We know that uh, authorities arrested his older brother here in Manchester, and in Libya they arrested his father and his younger brother, Hashim, uh, who reportedly confessed to knowing about the plot uh, and then told authorities that he and his brother belonged to ISIS. Well, again, the flip around reveals some things. I, I I, I don't think CNN is on shaky journalistic ground. They do have uh, somewhat breaking news of this of this uh, upholding of Trump's travel ban on a, on a on a higher court. But over on MSNBS, they're still talking about Trump shoves Montenegro's prime minister aside at NATO event. <laughs> and and Fox is talking about breaking news in the in the terror bombing in the UK. You you decide which outlet is dealing with real news. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. The antidote to the Brian Williams press. The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Six 
You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The UK Guardian is publishing a story, folks, that shows that Donald Trump lost a handshake. <laughs> they have up-close photos of the handshake with the, the, fr- the new French novice Macron. And uh, apparently Donald Trump... Trump Macron handshake turns into showdown says well it's not just the guardian it's it's CBS news look at that look at it looks like Macron won the handshake big breaking news <laughs> they're caricatures they're they're unserious people these folks who are alleged journalists oh boy this is this is this takes the cake i gotta say (laughs) oh man okay ellie did you hear what ben carson said today no i did not oh it was yesterday actually but it it was being reported today libs are uh, losing their minds I shouldn't really? say liberals. Yeah, there's some folks li- losing their minds out there. People who um, believe that government is a solution to all things are losing their minds. Now, in this sound clip, you, you're probably only going to hear Benjamin Carson says poverty is a state of mind. And that's probably all you'll hear. So uh, let's, uh, let's hear the soundbite in its entirety. And then we'll discuss what Benjamin Carson has to say. I think poverty to a large extent is also a state of mind. You who has the right mindset, you can take everything from them and put them on the street. And I guarantee you, in a little while, they'll be right back up there. And you take somebody with the wrong mindset, you can give them everything in the world. They'll work their way back down to the bottom. Now, to an individual who believes that you can't succeed in life without government, that it is impossible to, for you to be a success without government in your life in some form or fashion, to justify their existence in government, usually there's a government uh, workers or government in, uh, uh, employees or government uh, politicians. That is sacrilege, what... <laughs> What Ben Carson just said. That if that poverty they want you to believe, and I think I even suspect they know it's not true, but they want you to think poverty is something that merely happens to you. Or that it's some plague born on the wind, or that it's imposed on you by big business. That people that have the money don't want to give it to you. So that's why you're in poverty. And they are blasting Benjamin Carson today. Now think about what he just said. If you are a person who is not in the poverty mindset, you, you could lose everything, be put on the streets, and then within a couple of years, you're going to be back on top. Why? Because you refuse to stay down that way. Our current president is one such individual. Went up, Lost everything, got back on his feet, made it all again. When I was young, 
I lived in a single mother household with me and my sister and my mom. She would work her daytime job at, as uh, in clerical and the McDonald's Corporation. Three days a week would go 10 bar to keep food on the table, to keep the roof over our heads and the blue light Kmart specials on our feet and on our backs. For those of you who are millennials, Ellie, you probably have never even heard of a Kmart blue light special, have you? On the contrary, yes, I have. You have. So you know yes. exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. For those of you who don't, you could be walking through a Kmart and... Ladies and gentlemen, we have a blue light special on aisle 15. And sure enough, you'd walk down aisle 15. There was a siren that was, a you know, one of those little... Um, Claxton's <laughs> blue light special and it was a blue light it was twinkling blue light special looks like a uh, top of a cop car that was those types of I don't even know what you call the lights the lights the rotating light so at any rate that was my existence and I grew up saying you know I don't want this for forever I want to get above and beyond that so I made up my mind that I was going to work and try to achieve something so I wouldn't have to be there. And thankfully, I'm not. Uh, I don't owe government, as you could all tell, anything for what the hard work that I did. I paid my way through school. Nobody gave me a loan. I worked. It took me a little bit longer to get through, but I worked my way through school. I graduated. I didn't owe anybody a penny. Not a penny. Now, my granddad helped buy my first car. He had some money stashed away, and I paid him back. I think it was 100 bucks a month until I had it paid off. It took me a couple of years. It was a 1966 Ford Mustang, straight six. I loved it because it was my first car, but let me be honest with you folks, it was a piece. <laughs> it really was a piece. But I loved it because it was mine. Did I rely on a government program? No, I relied on family. And I made sure my family was, was paid back. My parents taught me responsibility. Oh, you, you borrow something, you pay it back. That's the difference between the private sector and government. Now, let's look at the other part of what Benjamin Carson had to say. He said, you take somebody who has a poverty mindset, you give them the world... And guaranteed they're going to be back down in the, in the gutter within a matter of years. How many stories have we heard about lotto winners? Ellie, you've heard these stories. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Instantaneous millionaires, and they poop it all away. All gone because they don't know how to manage money. They don't know the value of a dollar. They think, oh, let the good times roll. No responsibility. It's poverty mindset. Lack of responsibility, which, by the way, describes the bulk of one of the political parties in this country. Irresponsible with other people's money. Irresp Actually, you know what? Let's be fair. It, it indicates, it points the finger at both political parties, Republicans and Democrats. Spend as if it's theirs and spend like all they got to do is just go and get your money. It's not, and as a matter of fact, they don't even think it's your money. They think it's theirs because they're in government. And it is that 
mindset from both political parties, that cancerous mindset that allows people with a poverty mindset to succeed, they can only do so in a big, mindless bureaucracy like government. It, it, it leads to quotes like this. Why are you here? To get some money. What kind of money? Obama money. Where's it coming from? Obama. And where did Obama get it? I don't know. His stash. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he got it from. But he's giving it to us to help and us. We love him. We love him. That's we why we voted for him. Obama. Obama. Up next, remember when the judge said that the attorney general couldn't withhold money from sanctuary cities? Turns out that wasn't true. Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. You guys might have recalled this this story that came out about sanctuary cities. I just got a a real brief email I wanted to share with you. Uh, Eric writes in saying that I get upset about government abuse, but I, uh, I, I don't stand up for Latinos who are getting asked for their citizenship because of the color of their skin. And uh, I said, where's that happening? That, I don't, I'm not aware that's happening. As a matter of fact, racial profiling in the state of Texas, the state in which I live, the state in which I love, it's uh, illegal. Racial profiling is illegal. So I have no idea what Eric's talking about. Uh, maybe our next guest knows, uh, knows and understands this. Hans von Spakovsky, everybody, is the manager of the Election Law Reform Initiative and a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Hey, Hans, it's been a long time, sir. Welcome back to the Chris Salcedo Show. Well, well thanks for having me back. Uh, the, the, the reason I brought you on was it's, it's something akin to what uh, that emailer was talking about, which was a sanctuary cities issue. Uh, Texas has been a, a leader on the forefront of cracking down on sanctuary cities. But it was my understanding that this this judge, when the administration, uh, Judge William Oreck, an Obama appointee, he put the kibosh on withholding federal funds from these cities that uh, thumb their nose at federal immigration law, but you write at foxnews.com that, no, as a matter of fact, Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, did just that, and he was fully complying with this judge's order. How do you square that that hole? Well, because the judge, uh, as did the media, uh, completely misinterpreted the president's executive order. What the pre- the, look, the judge... Uh, implausibly read the executive order as saying that the Trump administration was threatening to uh, cut off all federal funding of any kind to cities. So by that he meant, you know, all kinds of entitlement funding, like, you know, Medicaid, Medicaid monies and things like that. That's not what Trump's order said. What Trump's order said was that he was directing the attorney general and the secretary of Homeland Security 
to uh, cut off grants to sanctuary cities. And by grants, what he was talking about was both both uh, DHS and the Justice Department. They get federal money from Congress every year to give out in what they call discretionary grants. So a city, for example, if they say, oh, you know, we want to improve our law enforcement capabilities, they can apply to the Justice Department and ask for a, a grant of federal funds. And it's up, up to the uh, entirely discretion of the Attorney General as to which cities will be awarded this money. Part of what those cities have to do if, if they apply for the money is they have to certify that they are in compliance with all federal laws. And obviously, sanctuary cities are not in compliance with federal immigration laws. So the, the judge said, can't cut off all um, federal entitlements, uh, 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 the right to receive entitlement funds, but it is okay to cut off those kind of discretionary grants. That that got overlooked in all the media coverage, and that's now, exactly what Session has said. Well, how much money are we talking about uh, as far as these grants to cities like San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, Dallas, San Antonio? Uh, how much money are we talking the Justice Department gives out a little over $4 billion in these kind of discretionary grants. So the amount that each city gets is probably, you know, it could be anywhere from a couple of million to tens of millions of dollars. Sweet. And so and so and, and they're withholding that money because these cities are lawless cities and they stand up for the rights and and privileges of illegal aliens rather than standing up for the taxpayers of the United States. I get it. Hans von Spakovsky is our is our guest right now. He is the manager of the Election Law Reform Initiative and a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation. So what is the next step for the administration? There there has to be in your opinion I'm asking, there has to be an effort to rein in these officials uh who are in these sanctuary cities who think that their priority rests with the illegal aliens rather than the taxpayers of the United States and and the citizens of the United States. What what else, in your opinion, can the administration do to turn up the heat on these lawless operators? Well, they've they've done what they can from the executive branch. I think the other thing they ought to do is they ought to go to Congress and push Congress to actually uh, try cutting off not just grants, but other kinds of entitlement funds. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Remember back uh, when we changed the drinking age across the country from um, 18 to 21? Well, the, the way Congress helped accomplish that was they passed a law that said that states would lose 5% of their highway, uh, federal highway monies if they didn't change the drinking age in their state uh, from 18 to 21. Uh, some states sued that went all the way up through the courts. The court said it was perfectly uh, acceptable and reasonable for Congress to do that. And I think Congress ought to consider doing the same kind of thing uh, for the, to these sanctuary cities to hurt them even harder uh, from a financial standpoint. Uh, it's always been confusing to me and, and probably some of our listeners out there that where where individuals who passed the Obamacare legislation – and uh, if, if individuals or cities or states said, I don't want to comply, there, there, was a, there was a penalty for that. If you, th th there seemed to be no uh, hesitation to, to persecute, to punish those who didn't want to follow the Obamacare law, which was a federal law imposed on the states. 
and uh, I was always confused why the immigration law, which is also a federal law, was not given the same type of teeth or power or consideration. Can you delineate why that is? Well, because, you know, look, the Obama administration and progressives, um, they don't care about principles. All they care about is the end result. And they will ignore, rewrite, or twist any law to, to, to get what they want. You know, what's really different about the situation is the federal government actually doesn't have any authority over health care. There's nothing in the Constitution that provides that. Immigration, on the other hand, is the one area that the Constitution says is 100% the authority of the federal government. So, in fact, all these states and cities, places like California, uh, they're they're basically um, repeating the behavior of southern states in the 1860s in saying that um, well we're we're going to try to nullify federal immigration law because that's really what's going on right and you know what there's also a, a a big deal of hypocrisy when the previous administration clamped down on Arizona for passing a law SB 1070 that would have basically mirrored federal immigration law and then and the federal government said no 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 that's that's our job not to do <laughs> and so and, and so uh, immediately when states say well they, they start like the state of Texas start passing laws saying we will aid uh, the the federal government in their efforts uh, somehow people start losing their minds yeah they do and by the way if I can respond to Eric uh, there's no there's no uh, uh, claims being made that people are who look Hispanic are somehow being asked to produce citizenship that's not what's happening no. what's happening is that when a local town in Texas for example when they arrest someone um, what is it that they normally do well in addition to prosecuting them on local charges, they immediately check to see whether there are arrest warrants out for that person in other states or by the federal government. And if, in fact, for example, the feds also have an arrest warrant for you, they're going to notify the federal government that, that you've been arrested. What these sanctuary cities are saying is, well, we're going to do that with American citizens. But if somebody is there who's there illegally, well, then we're not going to do that, and we're certainly not going to honor a federal detainer warrant on yeah. that person. So they're actually giving more rights to illegals than they do to U.S. citizens. Well, that's like you said, that's what progressives do. Hans von Spakovsky, he's the manager of the Election Law Reform Initiative and a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation, sir. Appreciate the uh, time and expertise as always. Thanks, Chris. 888 Glad you've tuned in, everybody, here to the program. Uh... Yeah, about that, really quickly. You guys know that I've been watching very closely the the efforts by the state of Texas to rein in illegal aliens and their access and their preferential treatment that they get in sanctuary cities. And I think Hans' p point there was was very uh, sobering that if you are an American citizen and you commit a felony and you, you and and you there's a warrant for you on the federal level oh you get held but in these sanctuary cities illegal aliens have a higher status than american citizens and these illegal aliens even though they have federal detainers on them for some pretty bad garbage let's put it that way rapes drunk driving murders in some cases 
and they're being let go because these sanctuary cities don't want to set up a pattern of getting rid of illegal aliens in this country. They want illegal aliens in this country for a, my speculation is for a very well-conceived political purpose, which does not bode well for you and me as U.S. citizens or does not bode well for, for those of you out there who were in this country legally. So it, it just, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, you have to be forever vigilant, forever vigilant on these things. Uh, coming up next, uh, in the time I have allotted, I'm going <laughs> to, Mick Mulvaney's at it again. And I want, if I have time to get to that, I will. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to play for you guys, and I'll, I'll get to it on the other side. It's Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. I don't know when the last time I've ever said something like this. I don't think I've ever said anything like this. I am so impressed with the Director of Office of Management and Budget, Mick Mulvaney. So impressed with this guy. He's not backing down. Now, look, the Trump budget that came out yesterday, no president's budget ever sees the light of day. It's a guidepost. It's a guide. It's Congress's job to appropriate money, the House specifically. So Trump says, here's my idea. Here's my opening bid. House goes, okay, that's very interesting. (laughs) And then they get to work on coming up with a, with a plan, with a budget, praise God, an actual budget, not a continuing resolution, which I believe has been raking American taxpayers over the coals. This omnibus spending, this continuing resolution BS. Mick Mulvaney skewering those who say that government should always get a raise. How many of you at your jobs get an automatic raise? Well, you will be saddened to learn, because many of you don't know this, that the way your lazy government officials operate is they budget in automatic increases for every department in the federal government automatic, whether they need it or not. Do you, do you, does your paycheck operate that way? No, you're paying the freight. Don't get me wrong. You're paying the freight. Well, and more accurately, your children and your grandchildren are paying your freight so that these lazy politicians don't have to work for a living. That's why you do baseline budgeting. That's what they call it. Baseline budgeting can never go lower than the year before when there are several programs in the federal government that so deserve to be lower. Here's Mick Mulvaney. In Washington, D.C., if we spent $100 on a program last year and $100 on a program this year back home, we would call that a freeze. In Washington, we call that a cut. If we spent $100 on a program last year and $104 on a program this year back home, we would call that an increase. In Washington, D.C., we call that a cut. Yeah. What he's talking about there is a cut 
in the the increase of spending. So here's what here's here's how Washington D.C. operates. This is what Chuck Schumer and those of his political persuasion believe that Washington should never do without. The American people should do without. The taxpayer should do without before Washington does. So if a federal program it gets a hundred bucks and they only spend eighty next year, they're getting one hundred and twenty. But wait a minute, they only spend eighty. Why not give them 80 for the following year? No, 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 no. We don't do that. We automatically put in an increase, but that's going to cause an undue burden on our fellow citizens. We don't care. We're government, says the Chuck Schumers of the world. And then when when a Republican or a conservative gets in there and says, well, I'm not going to give you 120. I'm going to give you 110. That's a cut. (laughs) That's not a cut. I'm giving you 10 more dollars than you had the year before. That's an increase. That's a cut because I wanted 120. That's what I'm owed. That's what I'm due. I, that's my money, says the bureaucrat, says the leftist, says the government-centered idiot. And that, that type of budgeting is why we have $20 trillion in debt, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that we're undertaxed. It's that this government is too big and it spends too much. And these 535 individuals that we hire to administer this government, they are not up to the task. The government is so big, they can't manage it. Mulvaney sticks sticks it to those selfish lawmakers who want to pass their bill, their opulence, onto the backs of their grandchildren. What about the standard of living for my grandchildren who aren't here yet, who will end up inheriting $30 trillion in debt, $50 trillion in debt, $100 trillion in debt? What about their standard? Who's going to pay the bill, Congressman? That's what this is all about. What kind of person passes on debt to his grandchildren? so he can have it easy today. Well, there's a certain political persuasion in D.C. who does just that. Remember, everybody, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is taken by an overpowering government. Rather, how much power is reserved for we the people. Friday tomorrow. See you then. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network.